wingtip. Good afternoon. It is July 10th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Welcome to 2023. Netflix has decided they are starting a restaurant. Have we gone too far? Do they deliver? They do not deliver. What? Well, how long before they realize that they could just uh, make a whole lot more money if they're just in a lot more households than just one rental household, like, you know, old rental movie places? Like, is, isn't that... They, were they ever really were a storefront, though, were they? Did they? Nope. Always always was mail. So now, now they are a storefront, is what you're saying in all this. Sort of. It's going to be a pop-up. It's going to be in L.A. It's called Netflix Bites. They're really focused on using the chefs from their show's... Chef's Table, Iron Chef, Is It Cake, and Drink Masters. So I th- think the idea is you see the show, you see the food, you want to try the food. I-, I think that's the idea. It it seems odd, though. You're in the content digital space, and now you're going the, the food route. I-, I thought maybe when I first saw it that they were going to do uh, more of a-, of a themed restaurant, and it just have all the Netflix shows, different... Easter eggs inside, the menu items, drinks. But no, it seems it's very specific to just the chefs on the food shows that are on the platform. It's not a bad idea when you look at it that way is, hey, we've, we've accumulated this sort of form of talent and the thing that they're really good at is restaurants and cooking and we already have them kind of together. What if we did something with them all together? I, I guess that's that's what we're doing here. It's fine. There's worse restaurants opening. I guess I guess I could say that. Can can you name a few that are opening right now? Uh, yeah, that was that was that was my that was my Ryan uh, Rosillo impression right there. I can't. I could. It's it's anyone who's opening one that doesn't know what they're doing. Th- those are the ones I'm worried <laughs> about. The, this is not one. There's a lot of those other ones being opened by people who have no idea what they're doing. And then even the people that have done it before are more or less riding along the same lines. It's just I I can't advise it. Don't do it. This is gonna be hard enough. I mean, this this is a gimmick here. It's it's not an easy business. I'm not sure if this will be enough for it. But that's. That's enough about that. It is summertime, and that means there's summer league, and that means a debut by the number one draft pick in the NBA has happened in Victor Wembanyama. And there's some mixed emotions about all of this. I imagine you have some thoughts and opinions on the original debut and the kind of the bounce back game of game two here. Uh, I guess let's start with game one, which is probably where you just want to rip him apart like the rest of the media has and everyone else has. So go, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Be be the big adult in the room here and tear apart a 19-year-old in his big debut. Okay, well, one, he's a professional, so he's in the league now. Now he's got to be ready to go. It doesn't matter what it, what his age is. He was not good. Uh, Kai Jones from Texas dunked all over him, absolutely all over him. Uh, looked lost out there. I think he he only made one field goal for a while. Uh, then towards the end, finally, finally hit a three. It was it was an and one. Just generally looked looked a little lost out there. That isn't unusual uh, for for rookies coming into summer league. You're going against guys that have been playing in the G League. He's playing with with, with diff- different rules, but ah, man, the, the the place was sold out. There was an energy. It was Friday night. Uh, I think we talked on the last podcast about making a uh, you know specific you know plans of like, hey, I, I want to make sure that that I'm watching this. I did that, and. I it just un- underwhelming. 
very underwhelming. There was a lot. The, the, there were a lot of other games that that were better. It, it was so the game was so bad and he was so bad that people left midway through to go watch other games, or just go enjoy Vegas. And I, I really didn't expect that going in. That has been the wake up call for me of kind of saying before this even happened. Man, I really wish this was the year I picked summer league in Vegas because we've talked about it before. We've we've actually had interest in it. I've had some friends before go and. They said it's a great time, but the risk of it all is, is massive because this ticket for one would have been way more than you ever wanted to pay for this Wemby ticket. And it wouldn't have been worth it at all because the debut, as you said, was very underwhelming. And then I think the next thing that was underwhelming was Scoot Henderson gets hurt in his debut and he looks great. And then he's out the next game against Wemby and that that would have been the game I would be like, let's let's go to this one. So just as a, a forewarning for summer league that these injuries do still happen and that there are reasons to play guys and not play guys and a lot of second year guys. I'm not sure how many games they're going to play, but a couple of them are just been tossed in there, and it's been fun to see. On and those on, top guys, if they get injured, they're they're getting shut down fast. And that's, I, I'm pretty sure Scoot's done. Amen. Thompson, he got hurt. He was looking really good. He got you know shut down. Just it's you know a little tweak of the ankle, and just nope, nope. We already know you're 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 going to be able to play. We are not risking this at all. All of that being said, it it is still a bit of a different sport in summer league it, it's not quite like the nba you're, you're first of all you're playing with the different type of players i suppose it, it's, it's a tryout right everyone's trying to impress they're trying to have their moment of shine here they're not really thinking about you or caring about you and i don't truly think that the the score really matters the fouling is di- for sure different like i don't think you could foul out you of any 10 of these fouls yeah so what are we? What are we doing? Like I, I exactly. We're just trying to give guys run here, but I, I see how that benefits maybe the underdog, and it certainly is never going to be the advantage for Wembenyama in this situation. So I, I just, I don't think the spacing is great for what he's had, and I think having an over aggressive, desperate defense on the other side that's just tripling him, it's going to be hard to replicate this. But I, I wouldn't take too much away from it. If anything, out of summer league, I think you just look at more of how guys are handling certain situations and how they are adapting to it because I think the second game he looked a lot better I love seeing second year guys come in and just look experienced and comfortable and see like I know what you guys what level you guys are on there's no way you can be at my level I just have this comfort and it's it's you can see it in some guys and when you don't see it in some guys you definitely get a little worried about all this but I think that's the jump I saw from game one to game two this guy just needs a little bit more run he needs a little bit more structure and I think he'll benefit from playing almost a slower regular NBA defense that isn't full of a bunch of reckless guys that, you know, nobody's playing defense on his, on his teammates over there. Granted, they may not be that great at teammates either, but in, in the actual regular season, those guys that he's passing to will be much better with the ball. And I think they'll get him in better situations. What I haven't figured out yet in seeing him in these two games is where do you think he should be on the court? Like what strengths should they be using? And did you see any strengths that you think are worth using? Like, should he be, a pick-and-pop guy? Do you think he should be maybe a high-post jab-step guy? Should he be back-to-the-basket guy? Like, what, 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 what? I feel like he's been advertised as this guy that's really good at everything, and I think he demonstrated some of it all, but I didn't know which one was like, no, 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 don't do any of that anymore. Do this. D- did you see anything like that? I see what you're saying about the, the quality of, uh, of teammates that he's playing with. Uh, is obviously not as good as it's going to be in the NBA, but the Spurs are not exactly a a juggernaut, so they will be better, but not uh, all the way to the level of a, of a contender. So 
I'm just thinking this guy's coming in. He's supposed to be the best prospect of all time. So, you know, in the argument for the best player of all time. So I don't think you can use that excuse of, oh, well, the players around him need to be better that you'd be able to use with most other guys. And it concerns me when I'm seeing comments saying, hey, you know, like his, his teammates need to be able to pass him the ball better. These teammates need to do this, this, and this. It's like, well, if he's this good, he should just be able to do all of these things. So I think that the spot for him right now is uh, maybe maybe a little bit more of a of a rim runner. I think pick and pop is correct. I don't think you want him standing in, in, in the corner. I don't think you want him back to the basket. Uh, maybe once in a while, but I just... I, I, like who who in the league right now is really doing back to the basket consistently? I mean, that's pretty much been just out, out of the game. Uh, I don't think I really want him handling the ball too much right now. I think that he'll be able to develop that, but I'm thinking you just you want him just to focus on on some strengths. You know, just get solid, and then you can you you, you can branch out, and he will for sure branch out, and he will for sure get better. I think I think he plays a good quality style of basketball still like he makes good decisions I thought a lot of the passes he made were, were kind of creative passes for his size I, I liked I liked the vision that he was seeing with all of that and I think that will be beneficial just playing with better players and that's not that's not gonna look great when you make a great pass and the guy just misses the shot now I know the team isn't that great but they're better than than what he's playing with right now and, and that's just gonna make everything look a lot better I, I know for sure I have faith in all of this I'm not entirely sold out on all on all of it. I, it, it's too it's too early. He has way too much skill set for this to all just go wrong. And summer league is just such a weird. It's a weird game. I mean, oh, for sure. And I'm I'm disappointed. I saw earlier today that he's he's done for summer league. I I would have loved to see him play a uh, a couple more times. But I guess I'll have to I'll have to wait for uh for October. Well, I I think I think he's fallen in love a little bit with some of the dribbling highlights. And he was trying to demonstrate that he could do that, and that's probably like the fifth option he should be doing from from now on. Like I think he should do almost like the Jason Tatum three dribble and the shots going up, and every time he does like that third dribble, it, it seems like he gets into he, he's just dribbling. He's too tall to dribble, even as low as you dribble. You're, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't work. Like it's impressive that you can do that, but against other professional guys, it's it, it's it's not going to work, and it's going to be really hard for him to ever figure that out. But I do think that there's still a dominance in his size and sheer ability that if he's able to figure out how to just shoot over people quickly, which he he kind of has that little high post move. I've seen that, but I, I'm not sure where to put him yet. I don't know what to do, but I do think he could end up being a luxury role player. Worst case scenario, like this year, like he could just set screens. He could just rebound. He can just play defense. And if he does anything else, it's a, it's a plus. I'm not sure if he's going to be an isolation guy for I don't know how long <laughs> is that. Is that a concern? Is that, does that mean that this guy is going to take a hell of a lot more development than any of us anticipated? Maybe, but I still see the upside in it. I'm not, I'm not jumping on this off this bandwagon at all. I, I'm staying on it. If you want to jump off it, by all means, go, go ahead. Point fingers at him now. Make fun of him now. He'll be laughing at all of us in a couple of years. I mean, think of Giannis's early years. Think of LeBron's early years. They, they maybe didn't look quite as bad as this, but there were moments oh, where Giannis, it did. Giannis was was not a first round. It was not a uh, a number one pick. So his expectations are totally different. LeBron is a much more apt comparison. All right. So how many of these guys do we get to compare? Like, so he's he's not one of one LeBron. That he's he's different. Like that's so what? I, I I've seen bust before. I'm not saying he's a bust. I I can't see this. So you you actually think he's a bust? 
You, you think this is no? Of course not. He's played two summer league games. He hasn't played one one real minute yet. I'm glad to hear you call it real minutes because that's exactly how it summer league is. It's it's, it's not real. It's it's fool's gold. All I'm, all I'm saying is I'm old enough to remember when Zion played and he literally created an earthquake and they had to cancel the rest of summer league. That's how good he played. He stole the ball from Kevin Knox, made him look like a little kid, and then dunked it all all over the hoop and an earthquake broke out. I remember Zion struggling, struggling, struggling immediately in the NBA because they had no idea what to do with him. They were trying to play him as like a big man, and then he was a small guy, and then it was, can we just got, let him play point guard? It's kind of, we don't really have a guy to dribble the ball. Just let him do that. And then that was the unlocked everything. It, it was, But it took some time to try it out. It wasn't like they figured it out on day one. He had a better summer league, but I do think there were some bumps in the road early, and that's not even to factor in the injuries. I oh, here's a here's a question for you. It's going a little bit of a different direction. Do you think, uh, like you're you're talking, there's uh, some second year guys, and maybe even you know some even even older than that guy sprinkled in. They're still trying to you know show off their their stuff. Do you think that coaches that are maybe in their second year should coach in summer league to get some reps? Yes. I was kind of I, I was looking <laughs> at it and it was like. All right, it's just a fault that the head coaches don't do it, and I could see almost like, you know, Jason Tatum isn't coming out here. But if you're in your second year and you're still like trying to figure things out, just more reps might not be the worst thing in the world. I I actually have a great example for that. I don't. It's happening okay. right in front of our eyes. You may recognize him. He was on our bench. He was one of the guys everybody chose to mock, and then he left because he was one of Ime's guys. He's actually coaching the Houston team right now. I don't know his name. He's the bearded guy. You would immediately recognize him if you saw him but he's coaching their summer league team and he was one of our assistants last year that either and, and that's what it is it's, it's all it's all the uh the, the assistant staff with the head coaches they're there but they're not coaching it's honestly probably better off for the players these coaches would destroy them i mean i imagine the assistants are doing it as well I mean, nobody's doing anything right. <laughs> How many times do you think I told him pass the ball to the, the make the extra pass? And the guy was like, yeah, I'm trying to get a job here, man. Nobody cares yeah, about I'm, that. I am shooting it. <laughs> nobody's ever been like, yeah, he really understands the game. And it's 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 not in summer league. It's not the, the window for that to be shown. It, it's 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 just a dominance. It's overvalued scoring and trying to get a highlight off of something. I, I like what is the what are you hoping for out of summer league? Really? You're a fringe guy that I think makes you're, a team, you're just right? looking to see that the the high draft picks that you got, make sure that all right, you know, what we saw from them in college, or if uh, you thought, hey, maybe they weren't getting used exactly correctly in college. Like we think we're going to use them a little bit of a different way. See if that works. I think it's a chance to to try out some of the more of the guys down the line to see, hey, should we add these guys to our to our G League? It's just, it's just. I think a lot of times, just to kind of throw stuff against the wall. I think it's a good chance for, I guess, the international guy. I was thinking more of the college guys. So just the three point line is further back. The lane is wider. Just, all, just, just the rules. You know, interacting with the referees. Just all of the, because you you under you understand it that the college game and the international game is different from the NBA. It's both basketball. The generalness of it is the same, but the, there are different rules and just getting familiar with that. Well, outside Victor Wimanyama, there were some other debuts. Like I said, Scoot Henderson had a kind of a short debut, but in the few minutes that he did play, what did he play a half and 
maybe a third I think of it was quarter. The third quarter when he got hurt. So oh, oh. I do like how quick these games are. It's great. Where the, the the quarters are shorter and there's like barely any any halftime. They don't do a silly ESPN. Each guy says like one little blurb and then a bunch of commercials. It's just uh, I I picked up on that pretty quick. You I think you had mentioned that summer league is is the perfect uh, side screen. Where I I was doing that yesterday. Where when Wemby was in, I was watching it with the sound. When it wasn't, I just had it on mute and I was I was watching something else. And just you can kind of do that with with all of the teams. And when the guy that you're interested in watching is there, you're good. And if not, it's just you you kind of wait till the end of the fourth to see if it's going to get interesting. It, it is fun when the game's close at the end. It, it it's just fun. It's it's a close competitive game at that point. But you can you can look away from this. You're not you're not missing anything ever. You can come back and go away. And that's kind of why I think it's a good side screen game. Um. So Scoot, Scoot has a debut. Brandon Miller has a debut. We've talked already on this podcast about how we both would have taken Scoot ahead of Brandon Miller. And, and that's not to really truly take anything away from Brandon Miller, but I think I was having a hard time really trying to narrow down how to describe it. And I've heard enough podcasts say it, and I, I came up with this. I don't know if you've heard this somewhere else, but I, I think the biggest difference is I think Scoot Henderson can win a finals MVP and I don't think Brandon Miller can. And and what that means is I think Scoot Henderson can be the best player on a championship team. And I don't know if Brandon Miller can. Now, that doesn't mean Brandon Miller is going to be a bad player. I just think his ceiling could be Chris Middleton with a floor of Jeff Green. That's not terrible, but that's not why you won the championship. You know, both those guys have rings though. So don't, you know, don't yeah. suddenly just jump off the bandwagon of Brandon Miller. But I think Scoot Henderson could be, like I said, a finals MVP and that's, really just that next level and there's only a handful of guys you're ever going to have in that I'm not even going to ask you if you think Victor Wembanyama is either of these guys right now because of what we just saw and, and the amount of stuff in the air but between these two is that like enough of a good separation of why we would have taken scoot number two because it, it's not the easiest thing to explain but I think after seeing a couple summer league games that's kind of what I'm attaching to I, I don't know if I said that I would take Scoot over Brandon Miller. I think I just said I would take whoever uh, Charlotte didn't take. <laughs> so it was it had way more to do with the Charlotte situation. I we'd have to go back and listen. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but I think that might have been might have been my take. But I, I think these guys, it's going to be tough. Where I think Portland has the better players that are going to be around him to make it so he can succeed. Where in Charlotte. I think LaMelo will be back healthy, but they have just been struggling for so long and it was not going to be on TV very much. So you just, I don't think you're going to, you're going to see him and just, he could be putting up, you know, 26 and four, but it's going to be a, a, a terrible team. That's probably going to be tanking again. It'll be fun to see these guys. Uh, all right. Last thing. I like the way the, uh, the, the NBA, the way they did the schedule, of putting all the top guys against each other. It didn't really work out with the injuries, but it was, we, uh, you know, got Scoot versus Brandon Miller, or excuse me, we got Wemby versus uh, Brandon Miller. We were supposed to get Wemby versus Scoot. Uh, we were supposed to get the, uh, the Thompson brothers against each other. Did you, uh, did you see the, the interview with, uh, with, with the brother? I, I didn't, I've, I've been watching the game most, mostly muted. So I haven't really been listening to a whole lot of the audio. I, I think I, I just, I just caught it on, on Twitter, but, uh, Amen got hurt. And so then they were interviewing his brother. He was saying, "Hey, you know, tomorrow, are you know, you disappointed that you know you're not gonna be able to play, you, you know, against some, you know, you know, something about being being a good player." And just very deadpan, he goes, "I don't think he's that good of a player." 
but there there's no smile, no grin or anything for like a good amount of time. They kind of said some other stuff. You could tell he like had a, like cracked like just a little tiny bit of a smile. But uh, people that didn't know like uh, they, they they thought he was like being serious and didn't realize like it was his twin brother and it, it kind of spun off a little bit. But I, I thought I thought it was pretty funny. You know, your brother, little brother, sibling rivalry there. I I have enjoyed Houston bizarrely. Houston has been, a, a, I mean, specifically Jabari, which, like I said, the second Uh-oh, year game guys, winner. Not even just the game that was, winner. That was way better than the Wemby game on Friday. Sure, I I like that he kind of struggled into the first half of the first game, and then the second half goes off. It was like, all right, I don't know what's going on, but this this is how it's supposed to be. And then the following game after that just kind of has a lot more consistent of a just dominant game and. I don't know how that, that that ending is. I mean, this is why the coaches don't coach because they don't need to have the heart attack and the stress of watching that happen <laughs> in front of them. They can wait to the regular season and take the beating. Then this is just too soon. They need the break. This is just bad for the blood pressure to watch this kind of stuff happen because the inbound, he just, just kind of just hook shot swings it straight up into the air. It was so fast. It was so casual and yet kind of casually perfect. It falls straight up. Jabari, the taller guy, higher reach, jumps up, grabs it, lets it go, just like you're supposed to. Desperation, it goes in. That was all then impressive. Then he goes and celebrates with uh with Bill Simmons, and uh and Ben Simmons. Oh, I didn't even realize that Ben was there. That's Ben right next to him. Yep, that's Ben right oh, next okay. to him. Okay, I don't think I I don't know if I could pick Ben out of a lineup. He's he's a large looking fifteen uh, year old, I believe. I fifteen six. I don't know what he's at. He's. I, oh. Uh, yeah, but no, he was him. Uh, he was there, and they they had a they had a good old time in in uh, in Vegas. They did the fights and summer league, and you, you'll you'll catch all up about it. But uh, anything else you want to get to in summer league right now? I other than I don't you can you can have more Jabari to talk if you want. I thought Sh- Shaden Sharp looked pretty good as well. Uh, th- those would say my my kind of highlights. Uh, the, yeah, he's definitely definitely bouncy. The the rookie. Oh man, I'm I'm blanking on his name. He had a big game. He had like 27 points. He had a big tournament, too. Uh, you sent me the screenshot. I forgot his name. Oh, well, uh, well, do you remember what, what college team? No, they weren't a dominant. Uh, K-State, Kansas State? No, I could be wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, the point guard, the small point guard. Yes, it was It was two of them. Uh, that were- yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Anyways, I thought he looked good. But I know who you're talking about. It'll come to me midway through this podcast, but we're gonna we're gonna move <laughs> on because there was another NBA announcement as well that they are confirmed and it's gonna happen in this NBA midseason tournament. The dates are essentially released, the schedule, the groups, all of that is out. I'm excited for this, mostly because everyone keeps saying, "What value does this have?" And I just keep countering with, "What value did all of these regular season games have to begin with?" Like we're just kind of changing the way they look and they don't matter just as much as the other ones didn't matter but maybe they'll matter slightly a little bit more just for the sake of change and the sake of competition and and hopefully kind of staging some good groups here where we just see some good competition and some good teams play each other that you might not ever necessarily get the chance to see as frequently so I'm kind of excited for all that uh do you want to you want to break down some of the groups and and kind of the somewhat of the schedule here I think it's gonna uh, be sure so the, the the schedule is is that these teams will play each other on Tuesdays and Fridays in November. The tournament happens the the beginning of December. They will play there there are five teams in a group. You play each team once and there'll be 
two away games, two home games for, for each team. One from each group will go to the tournament as well as two wild cards. Now, did you happen to see how they decided who the wild cards were? Because it did they I don't think they mentioned it on, on the broadcast. And I'm interested if it's a uh, a points differential or if it's a Adam Silver just picks. I think it was still strength of group play, like record. Okay, yeah, it, yeah, I've seen it now. The team from each conference with the best record in group play games that finished second in its group. Yeah, so we're just going to get – the teams that win the most are going to be the teams that get in. Yeah. Okay, and then then within your divisions, and then there might be a couple others that maybe one more outside of the other divisions that they will be the, the wild card, to, to my understanding of what, what I've got of all this. Uh, but so there's they they got three uh, divisions in the west and three divisions in in the east. Uh, there are uh, awards or th- there's money involved to, uh, to to the winners. Obviously, if if you win it, you you get you get more money than if if, if you don't. But that's trying to incentivize the players to make it interesting. And I'm thinking their thought is, if the players are into it, then the fans will get into it. I think that there could be just enough rivalries between enough teams that just don't like each other that they could be forced to face each other somehow throughout all of this. And that's just good conflict for the NBA. Because otherwise, you know, it's like if you had a rivalry with the West Coast team and you never face them, I, I, I just I, I think this is, could be early competition of early trash talking. And that alone could breed a little interest into all of this. And that's that's more than you would get out of the regular season. Look, the same guys that are sitting out are still going to sit out. There's no way around that. But maybe, maybe we still get the guys that don't to play against some of the other guys that don't because that's hopefully the, te- the teams that are going to win, and that ends up being a better basketball product. I, look, the early part of this season is just for us diehards. Nobody else really cares about it. And I'm not saying they're going to care about all this, but if they care just a little bit more, this is a win. The last thing I'm going to say about how this really doesn't change anything is I'm not even sure how much home court advantage even matters anymore. We just saw it in the playoffs right now. How many times there are wins on the road, and I'm picking specifically on the Celtics, but we weren't the only ones that blew a bunch of home games. I mean, the Warriors, they couldn't win on the road. They're probably a solid home team. Denver was solid, but everyone else, everyone else lost just as many games on the road. So I'm not sure what we're really doing that's all this regular season for. Let's do more stuff like this and just kind of entertain us as long as we can and shorten kind of the just this, the, the length of this. is so long, and I don't know how we – come to the adjustment of giving up those games and the, the finances that come with it, it'll never happen. But this is this is a good enough shift for me where I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for potentially seeing healthy teams compete against each other because that's one thing you don't always get to see later in the playoffs. It's more of the survival teams that have gone through an entire schedule, that have maybe played 80 games, that have so many lingering injuries, and they're all adding up to who knows what. And you're not going to have that in November. If anything, you might have the most healthiest teams playing the healthiest teams. And that could be really entertaining. And we get to go to Vegas, and there's going to be a ton of gambling, and this is going to be something we just get to recklessly bet on. You could bet on a game just on a Wednesday, but you might have more fun betting on the Tuesday tournament game instead, and just for the hell of it. So I'm in. Are you in? Are, did, I, did I sell you on it? Did, did I get you? That, I, I I wanted to uh, to be against it, and when the initial de- details came out, it seemed very convoluted, and it was just like, how how is this going, going to work? This, this is just confusing. I, I don't get it. The way that they uh, they laid it out, it was cool that they had a a whole unveiling. I thought it was going to be 
hey, here's an article and you know, you're going to read it. You're going to get little details on Twitter. But I thought they they did a good job of getting I wouldn't say they got the, the, the superstars, but they had like the next level down with a lot of young guys. I also like that they are not even trying to compete with football at all. In November, football is still very much king. So Sunday football, Monday night football, Tuesday we're going to have these in-season tournaments, Friday going to have the, these in-season tournaments, go right back into into football. So if you're interested in this, you, you'll, you'll watch it, and maybe you'll be more likely to tune to be tuned in. Uh, have you heard anything about the, uh, the, the TV providers? Are there going to be more nationally te- televised games? Uh, with these being in tournament games, well, if you live in Arizona, right? They already they, they got rid of all that, right? They want to show you all the games for free. Uh, I I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I I hope that this is going to start off as kind of not as big a deal and just grow into a bigger deal. I imagine TNT is going to be want to want to be all over this. Uh, actually, but TNT is Thursday, so I, does this hurt the Thursday games, or do they really not care? Because like November. You got to go against Thursday night football, so they don't really even want the you know the the, the prime Thursday games until January. I imagine they're going to be split on the games in some form, right? Like this isn't going to be strictly an ESPN tournament. I imagine the championship. No, will I be... think it's going to be mostly the, uh, the the regionals. I mean, these Monday and Friday would normally just be, and maybe this is what pushes people to want to get league pass. Oh, okay. So they're going to have the other national broadcast over there, and this is going to be your reason to get NBA TV, your reason to get league pass. Um, I don't, I, I, I think so. I'm, I'm not sure, but I mean, obviously uh, ESPN usually does an E uh, usually does a Friday night game or, you know, two uh, early and a late, but if all of the games on Friday are these in-season tournament games, you're, you're not gonna be able to broadcast all of them. That's true. You're not able to broadcast all the games anyways. Perhaps this is a little bit better to do a, it could be easier to do like we always talk about doing a red zone and how it w- wouldn't really work for NBA. Maybe tournament play is, is a better setting for all of this, where all the games are there and everybody's kind of literally on the same playing field. You could have a Friday night rotation, multi-screen. I I, I like the idea. I I like what we're doing with all this. I I've heard. Like you said, I think people were worried early on about the timing of it and the value of it. And I, I do think there's still a lot to grow from all this. I don't think that everything that they've set in stone this first year will be the way they do it the next year. But I do think that they're going to do this more than once. Is there any incentive at all that you think you could give that is worthy of all this? I've heard things as wild as tons of money to first round draft picks, to cap space of an extra whatever, to uh, a option to sign somebody for another mid-level like just something something weird that we've never granted anybody ever before do you think there's any sort of incentive that could help to all this that they may need that they don't have right now well uh, uh, i mentioned that they are going to to pay the players uh the winning team i think it's uh five hundred thousand dollars for winning and then it goes goes lower and lower for all the teams that made the the, the knockout round. So I, I don't know what else you do besides besides money. Like the, the the players I think money talks the most where you know I've heard the you know you'll get pick 31. I mean like what does that really do for you and that doesn't move the needle for players that's almost anti for the players. That's just someone that's going to come in and take their job. What if you could bet on your own team? Like just for the tournament, you get the Vegas odds. Just for this, 
We open the window just for this. It's like Josh putting a salary on the on, on Memphis. Something reckless. Is that is this is this a terrible idea? Probably. Yeah, this is a good. I can't say things like Probably, that. Probably. Yeah. This is. I that just came to my mind right now because I I just keep thinking this is, they're gonna have this championship in Vegas and I'm excited for it and I also think that I I think I heard that they called it NBA Con when they made the announcement for all this. So with all like the young guys you talked about. I think the idea is that they are going to do this in Vegas and they are going to do this at Summer League and whatever like young stars they have there will probably just be the next announcers of the following year. And I'm all in for Vegas though. I, I do you want to go to the championship here like an NBA no. Final 4 in in November no. or early December? No, no interest at all. No. You have no interest in going to Vegas anyways though. So this is like the draw. That what other draw are you going to get I, for I, NBA? I, I I I have I have some interest but to 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 go to especially early on to this, hey, we're trying to create a tradition here that there's nothing there before. It just, I, I guess I live no, clear, close enough to teams where I could go to, you know, a handful of different arenas that are within driving distance if I, if I wanted to go see different teams play. You're so gonna... to travel all the way, all the way to Vegas, it, I, I don't know, it doesn't have any appeal to me. I'd rather go watch, watch college games. All right. I, I think there could be some fun matchups here. I, I I think these could be some fun games. I, I don't know if it's going to be – do you think it's being dominated more by young teams or just better No, teams? the good teams. Just the good teams. It's going to be the good teams. It's going to be all, all the all the teams that we'll be talking about in our, our preseason preview for the uh, – the, like the contenders. That's who it's going to – that's who it's going to be. It's going to be Denver. It's going to be Milwaukee. It's going to be all, all, the, all those top teams. Well, I'm excited to see top teams play other top teams. And this is one way to do it, and it's going to be scheduled. It, it's I, I'm I'm in for it. Uh, anything else for the midseason tournament here? I, uh, I I I hope it all it all works out. But I uh, I'm more excited uh, today than I was you know a month ago or probably probably at any time when they've been talking about it. the only negative thing I had on the uh, on the introduction were the uh the fans in the in the crowd were, were they paid fans i mean i know adam silver has got a, a pretty high uh approval rating compared to the the other commissioners but i it was like it was like a standing ovation for him when he announced this he now in the announcement mentions how this is so like soccer which is like well we're in america hey, nobody's ever that, clapped for really, soccer here <laughs> you know? yeah it's like you could you compare this to you could have said, "Hey, you know, we're having a single elimination tournament." You know, like March Madness. Like that seems like I thought would have gained more attention. But you know what? This is an international sport, so I, you know whatever works. But when he finished, th there was an Adam chant that started to break out. It's like I, they, I think they might have been paid. It, it was weird. I, it, the, the positivity was just off the charts. I can't say this for sure, but like I said, they described this as NBA Con, like the Comic Con of the NBA. So perhaps. Comic Con NBA fans, which we might not even be, just think of that. <laughs> Go to these things and they cheer for the NBA commissioner. I, I that's 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 a level we're just not on. I could try to get one of these guys on the podcast next week. We we kind of got a dead schedule. Imagine the energy they could bring to this. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> I don't think I want that either. <laughs> my ear, my ears already hurt. I can hear him screaming all all the time. It was, it was, it was so weird. Well, I'm 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 all in for it. Uh, all right, so other updates of the summer here. You wrote down a couple other topics here. We're going to do some Europe updates, and we're going to do a little beer mile training updates. Uh, for those of you that don't know, 
what the beer mile is or why we're doing it. It's It revolves back to a March Madness bet that Zach and I make every year, of which the loser has to do some miserable punishment. Now, I lost last year, and this year's punishment is I have to complete a beer mile. And it is very much like it sounds like. You have to run a mile, and for each quarter what quarter la- quarter of a mile lap you make, you have to chug a beer, finish the beer before you start the next lap, and complete four beers to complete the four laps. Is is, is there any other rules we, we should add here? <laughs> uh, you got to keep the beers down. Can't get sick. Uh, and the, the 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 beer has to be has to be in a can, uh, and it has to be. Uh, at least five uh, percent alcohol. Yeah, see, the five percent is the I'm saving that for game day. All the training, all preparation, it's it's purely just liquid consumption that I think I'm challenging with. I, the the alcohol consumption, I'm worried about that, but we will worry about it on game day. I, there's no way I need to get extra tipsy in the training days, right? So we're going with the lighter beers, four percent, four and a half at most, and and I think that's that's the smart way to go. I'm starting off with doing a lot of treadmill, a lot of jump rope. I'm I'm not been running. I am not. Lo- I am no longer the runner that I once was. It is funny when other people describe me as yeah, he was a runner. And it was like yeah, that was very much a different person very long time ago. Uh, so getting back into it not going to be easy. But it is only a mile. It's not like I need to do a 5K or you know 3.1. I just it's fine. And it- it's really I mean it total yes beer mile miles right in the name. But it's not continuous. It's not a whole mile. It's it's broken up. You get a break. You get to get to drink a cold beverage. So you, you can even break it down. It's just it, it's just four four laps. It's just four short runs. So I'm not sure what my lap target is going to be, but I'm going to try to do it all in less than 20. I want to be able to do it in less than 20 minutes. I'm hoping closer to 15. But you know, let's not get excited. I I have no idea. I don't know how many, I don't know if I could drink four beers in 15 minutes. So that's going to be. A challenge of its own, but that that's that's what we're working on. That's where we're at. I I'm thinking of just sticking with the light beer, and I'm only going to do a little half mile kind of trainings and all this, and see see how that goes. And then a couple days, I'm aiming for Labor Day, so I'm thinking like maybe a month in, I'll do like kind of a dry run where I just try to have four beers in 15 minutes, and then walk a mile on the treadmill, like not like the four beers and then the mile, like the hard way, <laughs> and see how that goes. Because I don't know how other practice I could do to replicate this in any other way. And I don't want to get sick, so I I do want to do the trial run of all this. And if I do complete it, I'm going to be like, I never want to do that again, but at least I know how to do it. The, I'm terrified of game day showing up and just not being ready at all or just not physically being able to do it. I got to practice the, the beer chugs. I'd, I'd like to know. I'd like to get that down in under 30, like consistently. Under 30 seconds. What do Have you... you- have have you watched any a, any videos? Have you read any articles uh, from the professionals, or are you just going just just on on your own? I'm so far from professional that all the advice they're giving is advice to an unqualified person. Is I I am not that. I don't I don't the, the guy that's the, these professionals I've seen online on YouTube doing all this. They, they're marathoners. They're like the guy does the whole thing in five minutes. I'm lucky to do anything in five minutes, or let alone all of the beer and all. Like this isn't gonna happen for me. Uh, like, have you seen that YouTube video? The guy does, he runs like a four minute mile and drinks four beers at the same time. It's, it's amazing. It's wild. My video, it's it's wild. My my video is going to take longer than five minutes just to upload, let alone be the entire length of it. So that, that's, that's where we're at with this. Uh, I think, I think you should easily be able to crack 15 minutes. Well, I appreciate the, the the confidence in this and easily there, there's also a, 
how much do you want to push yourself? Because it is entirely limited on yourself. There isn't really like a time that I have to finish it by. I just have to put enough effort forward and make it feel legit. And I'm, I'm you have gonna, to run. You can't walk. You make that sound like that's going to necessarily be an option. There will be effort, but it may not be much faster than a walk at some point by the end of all I, this. I don't, I don't, I don't care if it's not much more or if it's like the last one. But you can't just. You, you can't just make this a leisurely stroll, you know. It, it's 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 supposed to be it's supposed to be athletic. It's supposed to try to you know be be competitive here. It says I think it's similar to um, uh, the the run in high heels. There was no actual time, but you know it just it, it's a I think it's just an honest effort. I don't think you understand what the bar crawl is. I'm allowed to crawl. All right, I'm moving. It's not a bar crawl. <laughs> this is totally different. Uh, the setting of all this works so much better on a track as well, where it's just evenly divided. It kind of has to be that, right? Like, do you have any other ideas of, of how we could possibly do this? Like, are we doing this on like a bike path, like just marked with quarter miles? Like, uh, like the, the location could, of this. But I think, I think, I think a track is going to be the best, uh, both for being able to contain it and for, for the video. My other concern, and this is very, very crucial to the, the location is restrooms. There has to be access. I'm not waiting. I'm not doing it. Like there has to be an access here <laughs> in case of emergency has to be there. Otherwise, I don't know what we're, we, I don't want to clean up. So like there has to be a restroom nearby, like for worst case scenario. Okay. So that there's a weird balance between finding the perfectly secluded spot where we can do this without being a nuisance to the neighborhood. And, also finding somewhere where it's like, okay, there's still like a restroom here. <laughs> but it's not like there's a ton of setup or hopefully cleanup. Uh, so if you do it, like I said, I think you could do it in under 15, even if you hit your mark of 20. I mean, we're in and out in less than a half an hour. I liked it. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to need a ride. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. <laughs> I'm going to need a ride. Uh, what? After after you do it, what what is what is your celebratory drink gonna be? I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll probably light up a joint and be like, I'm never having alcohol again. I'm sticking. To, <laughs> I'm just sticking to weed. That's, that's it. I'm never. I'm just a weed guy now. That's no more beer. This was the last right. draw. This was the last college reckless bad decision you could ever make with drinking. That's left on my list of miseries. So once it's crossed off, I don't really have a, any interest in going back to it. Like the, like, there's no <laughs> real addiction to all this. Like I don't miss. I'm not going to miss chugging beers. I'm not going to miss trying to do this as fast it's as supposed, possible. It's not supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be a punishment. You lost. Barely. Oh, I don't think it was barely this year. I think it was. I remember it as a as a landslide. Didn't I, didn't I win by, like, the Sweet 16? Yeah, but we both finished, like, dead last. So it was like you finished... It was not great. You finished 55th. I finished like 58th. So, yes, you beat me. Congratulations. But it wasn't like yes. it wasn't like it was number three and number two here. All right? this is, we were way no. down there. All right? So, yes, sure, you won, but you didn't win by much, and neither of us had all anything had to, do, to brag I about. Had to beat, I only had to beat nothing, one person, and that was you. Nothing and I took care to of that. brag about about this at all. All right? It was an embarrassing result for both of us. Right? That, the fact that it wrapped up before the Final Four was even, even happened is – is not good. Not great. So not sure. great. Go ahead, beat your chest and, and feel all pride and proudful for for whatever reason over here. It, it's it's. Oh, not, I will not, be. I will be as you're running around in the heat. Oh God, it's gonna be brutal. 
All right. Uh, well, speaking of running around, you've been running around other countries over here. We didn't really touch uh, a whole lot of base on that. And I think there's just some stories, some info. I mean, where, where do you, where do you want to go? Where, do you want to tell me where you've been and what happened? And I just have, uh, you got I, some I comments Europe on Europe. The, I went to Europe for the first time. It was, uh, in the Alps. So a lot different from, I think the, the traditional way that people normally do Europe of going to the, the, the main cities or taking the train a bunch. I was on a, on a motorcycle. Uh, it was five countries. It was Germany, Austria, Italy, Switzerland, and France, uh, Right off the bat there, you know, like these are different countries. People speak different languages, but just these countries aren't, aren't that far apart. And you, you you also, you know that, but then it's until you, you live it and in the morning you, you're you saying thank you in German. And then, in, you know, in the evening when you're having dinner, you're, you're saying hello in Italian. And you, you, it wasn't like you, you, I was on the highway and I was driving really far it's just you know if i was here in connecticut and then i i rode down to delaware it's like everyone's still speaking english and you know it's one of those things you know like this is how it works but just to experience it was definitely uh unique uh the the signs are not nearly as big when you go from country to country as we have even from from state to state here and it's it's not like the color of the grass is different or, or something it's just more by by the region and then it was even in uh, in switzerland all uh, at one point all the signs turned uh, turned to french so i assumed we had we had gone into france and i asked the tour guide and we stopped for gas and said no no we still probably have, have another half an hour so it's even just regions of countries speaking different languages and then looking at the at the signs and some places it's in two languages a lot of times it was in english and other times it's in it's in three so that was unique. Uh, I think that was a good, uh, you know, way to, to experience uh, the culture. Everyone where I went uh, spoke some amount of English. So usually, you know, greet you in their their native language, and then <laughs> you didn't respond in their language. It's just immediately like, okay, American, and then they you know, speak in English, and you know, no, no big deal there. Uh, one of the things that I did like was the beer. So you talk about the beer mile. One thing that. England does really well that we do not do well is if you're in America and you order a 16 ounce beer, it comes in a 16 ounce glass. Well, for one, they have uh, the metric system. So you're getting it in half liters pretty much as the, you know, the nearest equivalent, which is 17 and a little bit more ounces. So it's a little bit more beer, but also the size of the glass is bigger than that. So you can actually have, uh, you know, the bubbles, you know, have a head on the beer, without losing out on getting, you know, your full money's worth of the actual actual liquid. And there's a little line, so you know exactly where, hey, this is where the line for the liquid goes, and here's the amount that, you know, the bubbles go on top. So I was a big, big fan of that. Do you have, uh, did you have any experience with, uh, with the beers when you were in Europe? The, the unit, for sure, I would say in a lot of the, the biggest difference I noticed with beer for us is, it was a lot of family sharing style meals for dinner. And if you ordered a beer, chances are it was coming out in a full liter bottle to be shared. So if you and someone else said, we'll take two beers and two liters came out, well, guess what, buddy? You're, <laughs> you're having a liter right now because that's, that's your, that's what you ordered. Uh, so I, I just know more to be heads up of uh, and conscious of that sort of order. And it sounds like you were a little bit more an actual, uh, you know, breweries and, and dist or distilleries or, or places or bars more specifically than, than restaurants. I, that, that's, 
I didn't really di- dabble a whole lot in breweries or, or bars a whole lot. It was mostly family gotcha. family dining. Which another thing that was uh that I enjoyed that they do not do very much uh, in America is when you order a beer, uh, you say say the equivalent in in America, you order a Budweiser, it will come in a Budweiser glass. It will not come in a Bud Light glass. It will not come in a Coors glass. It will not come in a you know a lemonade shandy glass. You know with, with, with the label on it. So that was really helpful for me because a lot of places, it, you you don't necessarily pick the here you you pick like you know your different light beer or you'd pick a craft beer we're there it's just you have the different types of beers from the local brewery and that's what they have so just you're ordering you know a a weiss beer or you're ordering an ipa they don't have all i'm thinking when the europeans come over here it must drive them crazy when they go to a craft beer place and you know the name of the beer is fuzzy duck it's like is that a dunkel? Is that a lager? Like, what, what are we dealing with here? You got you to read, read on. So I liked it because not be knowing where the brewers were from, I could just get the glass and I'd look at the glass and I knew that the glass represented what was in the glass. And I thought that was cool. One of the other things, liquid related, they don't do free waters in Europe. You go out to dinner and you can get sparkling water or you can get uh, still water, but you, you're, you're going to pay for it. Uh, I noticed also in the in the airports there was no uh, no water fountains. Uh, it was funny in Dublin where my layover was. When you were in, I'm gonna call it like the European side. When when I landed from Europe, no water fountains. But as soon as I went through customs and I was in quote kind of the American section, then all of a sudden there was a water fountain. So it's like, well, you have the ability. The clear the water is safe to drink, but I don't know if I, I don't know what the culture or the history behind that is uh to the point though the first night when we were in munich uh my mom ordered a a water i ordered a a beer her water was 520 euros my beer i think was either 560 or 580 euros but my beer was 16 ounces and hers was water was 12 ounces so the beer was cheaper than the water which i how, how was that even possible are you upset by this, or are you like tempted I to move just, here now? This is. I'm just, I'm just surprised, and it, it was one of those things that you just almost default in America of you can get a, you can get a meal, and you can oh, pretty much always get a free water. You know, whether you're at a, you know, fast food place, and you just ask for a, uh, for for a water cup, but if you're you're at the bar and you ask for a water, it's it's always just pretty much assumed that, that it's free is you're getting the, the tap or, you know, from, from the gun. So just definitely something that just to think about uh, when, when you're ordering uh, other thing with food, I, I definitely enjoy the, the tipping less where, or, or, or not at all where it's like, you don't go into an American restaurant and not tip unless, you know, something went catastrophically wrong where here it was, you know, if it's almost like the default is, you know, no tip or maybe like a little bit. And then even the like the way you tip is just different. Like you have to do it at, at the front end where we in America do it at the at the back end. But it's just so much easier to have an idea of, hey, how much is this meal going to cost when you're looking at it rather than at the end of you got to kind of do the mental math of like this is going to be X percent more expensive at, at, at the very end. It's it's different. I, I see pros do it. I think the communication of trying to translate that here would would it just would 
it, we're ingrained in the way it is, and it'd be mm-hmm. really hard to overdo it. And I'm not saying the other way isn't better or, or that there aren't situations where I think that is certainly the way it should be. Uh, I just think it'd be too much to overcome. I, I oh, there's no, there, there's no way we could be, we could change it. But I, I, uh, this, this is not a, I'm trying to change things. This is just more of a, you know, uh, positive observations. Look, the problem and the reason it wouldn't change is that there are places, there are places in the U.S. right now that would, that would make more money going, going that way per per server, and there are places that and servers that would lose money if they went this way because they didn't have the opportunity of an unopened like uh, chance to earn. An open-ended way, so like I, I, I see a pro and a con. It would probably save some people, and yep. it would probably hurt a lot of people as well. Where they're like, no, 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 I make way more off tips, and mm-hmm. I, and and you have the right to do that. And there's no, there's nothing saying you can't. So I, I, I see it helping and putting a cap on it all, and I see it being a little bit easier for the consumer. But I also see servers that are very good and very qualified and work very hard for their jobs and make a lot of money doing that. So shout out to them. That's not the only tip industry. Like, isn't just food either. There's you tip, you tip a lot of other things, and I imagine in most European culture that that's different as well. Like, I, I, don't... I, uh, I, I like that the uh, for for driving. You know, I, I was I was on a motorcycle. The uh, default is pretty much always uh, passing is available. Uh, Might have been more because I was up up in the Alps, so not around any any cities. I'm sure it's a little bit different when when you're in the city. But just was nice of, hey, if you would like to pass, go for it. This is kind of more uh, more of on you. It seemed like there's a little more freedom, especially coming back here. It's like if you get stuck behind a slow car, you have to wait for the passing opportunity to, to open up. And you, know, you hope cars aren't coming the other way where, you know, there it was. You come up uh, behind a slow car. It's as soon as you get the opportunity, you you can go for it. So that that was a little bit different. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's any more positives before I get to some, some of the negatives. Well, you talk about the passing lane of it all. My difference that i see in europe is there are there are certain uh i, I don't even know how to how to, how to truly truly explain it but I, I just say there's common sense dangers that i think we really shelter people on in the u.s versus over there they they would just like no that's common sense like if there's if there's a cliff and there's like a fence around it and then there's a sign that says stay away from the cliff you might not see that in Europe. It might just be a cliff, and it's just like, hey, man, just don't go near the cliff. Like, what do you think? <laughs> you should just know. You should, you should just, just know there's a cliff. So, yeah, it's dangerous. You, know, you, you talk about, like, passing wherever you want. I think it's a lot more of there's just common sense of, like, if you're smart about this and everybody's smart about this, which not everyone is, and I'm not saying everyone is the perfect example of all this, but you, you kind of can pass whenever if you're smart about it. And so I think a lot of the, the, that common sense comes a little bit more obvious of like when you get a hot coffee, you don't need to read the side of the sleeve that says, hey, this is hot. It contains hot liquid. All right. I ordered a hot coffee. It's hot. All right. I just it's hot. Co- common common sense stuff. So I, I think that's a difference that I do appreciate. But I also think that there's an oversensitive American that could maybe get steered off by some of this or a maybe less patient European may not be appreciative of a of an American worried about so many things like this. Uh, just, just a difference that I've, I've seen. And I, I, I actually haven't, you've actually been to more Europe than I have. I've just been to Greece a number of times and certainly spent a lot of time there. I was fortunate enough that a lot of the travels when I did go, I'd go for multiple weeks at a time, which is great because you can kind of get immersed in it and really kind of get out of vacation mode and dive into a little bit of what it's like on a day to day here. Uh, that's the one thing you were, you were, so you were constantly always on the, on the go here. Did you, did you like that or yes. do you wish you, could have spent more time in one location. 
Uh, there, there were certain places where I, I could have done a little more time, but I think uh, overall I liked the you're you're constantly you're constantly doing something. You know, there's there's very little downtime, uh, and it's like when you, you go on on this sort of trip. I, I think if there had been downtime, I would have been more downtime. I would have been disappointed. Where it was just no, I, I wanted to go on a on a motorcycle adventure, and I definitely got to do a lot of motorcycle adventuring. It was just under under two thousand miles in fifteen days. So it, it was a lot of riding. It was a lot of technical riding. Uh, we estimated about uh, 1,500 uh, switchbacks. So those are, those are the, the, the hairpin turns. And I, I mean, I, I got back. And the only thing even close to that is uh, to get close to you know where I live, I have to almost take a U-turn to go up a hill. But it's like not even close to the same where that's not the road. That's an intersection. Uh, it's just like. We just don't have roads like that uh, here here in New England really that much. So would you go back or would you do another motorcycle trip again? Uh, I, both. Both? Both. I, and it would definitely it wouldn't have to be necessarily the Alps. I probably would uh, enjoy doing uh, a different country or a different a different route just to you know, expand, expand on the on, on just kind of find out what other countries are like you know there's more more than those just those those five countries in europe it's it's funny on our on our trips to greece it wasn't like we were going every year but there would, we would go frequently enough where it'd be a balance of let's do this again because we really like doing that and then we haven't done this or we're finally old enough to do that or this is suddenly nearby or something new opened or or real sad part is a couple times we went and it was like oh that's that's closed that's not opening again and that's that's kind of a bummer but it's it's funny when you you have a really good trip like this and it's like, do I want to try to do that all over again? Or what I want to do all over again is the not doing the same thing over again part. Like the, just the adventure of something new. Uh, it's, it's always a, it's kind of a balance. Is there anything about this you absolutely would want to do again, or definitely check out one place or you, you think the adventure is really the newness is, is the fun part. Definitely the, uh, the, the newness, uh, seeing, uh, Mont Blanc up close, which is the the highest peak in the Alps, where you were already, I think, over three thousand feet up at the at the base where where the town was, and then it was two pretty serious uh, gondola rides, and then a uh, elevator ride to to get up to the top, where it, you you leave and where you are, and in a half an hour you've gone from summer day to. Uh, it, it, Maybe we should have brought a winter coat. Like there, there's snow everywhere. Uh, there were a whole bunch of guys getting uh, all situated to. I, I don't think you could call it rock climbing because they got the big spice. It's it, it's ice ice climbing. So that 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 was definitely cool. But just you know, once you do it once, they had a. Uh, uh, it was called step into the void, and I'd be interested to hear if you would be interested in this. So this was at the top, at the very tippity top. You're the top of the tower. They have a little room that. The walls are glass as well as the floor is glass, and you have to put on special booties over your shoes to make sure you don't scrape the glass. So it is like it almost looks like the glass isn't there, and you can look all all, all the way down. Not my favorite thing. I'm you know the the height thing is is has changed somewhat. I'm I'm far more scared of the falling than than the heights. I've suddenly learn to enjoy this doesn't sound like is the view cool like does it look cool like it's scary but does it look cool 
Like it looks cool. It's 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 definitely it's it's a unique view, uh, and it's not like you have to walk across. It's just you you step out and you could be there for a second and go right back, or you could be out there for you know twenty seconds. You know you kind of keep the line moving a little bit, but it's not like a you're looking down and you're forced. It's like nope. As soon as you're done, you're very very in control. Uh, did I did I tell I told you I'm going hang gliding, right? Did... Oh yes, you did. Actually, that was one of the things uh, in when we were in uh, Interlaken in Switzerland. When as soon as we came in, we saw a bunch of people uh, in, in a whole group going down, and then later on uh, the, the the next day, we actually went to where they where they took off, and it was like the day after you had told me. Yeah, so I, I booked that, and it's based entirely on my skydiving experience, of which. It's exhilarating to jump. That the getting on the plane is terrifying. The jump itself, and then you're just you're falling. You're free falling. <laughs> there's no other way to describe it. You just there. There's a different fear in that that I not sure if I necessarily want to do again. But I I did kind of enjoy the the hanging out in the view of just being that high up. And it's it's almost like you're too high up to even do the, the math of how high you are to even be scared of anything at that point. That I. I kind of liked it, and that's kind of what I'm into for the hand gliding. Where I don't know if there's necessarily the the cliff dive fall part. It's it's much more of I think you just hang out in the air and 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 point out like some cool things. So as long as you're kind of flying over something cool, I I think I'll be all right. I'm sure the the landing is gonna freak me out because we're just on wings. Like I I get how ridiculous that sounds. Like it's. But I'm I'm going. I'm doing it. That's gonna happen in August if uh, weather holds up and. We'll, I'm sure we'll keep everyone up to date on that. Yeah, in between... I thought your, I thought your, uh, I thought you got hacked. I was like, this isn't Will, and it was like right before I was going to sleep. It's like, well, no, this is not something that Will signs up for. Uh, not all the time, but uh, occasionally. And and uh, I'm getting old. I've got to kind of do this stuff sooner or later. I'm glad I saved it now. Like if I if I'd already done all this, I don't know what I would be doing right now. Like this is this is perfect. It's just just exciting enough. Yeah, I was I was definitely surprised. I, I've never gone gone hang gliding, so I thought you, let me know how it goes. See, I thought I signed up, and you sent me the pictures of those guys going off, and I was like, "You're going!" Like I I didn't even know you were doing this. Like I now it feels like I'm just <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon. Like Zach went yeah. yesterday in Europe. I guess I'll go in New Hampshire. Look at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same uh, the same uh, you know feel to it. No, I just uh, I'm glad you had a good trip though. I'm glad everything was fun and that you got a chance to do it i know going into the whole summer certainly a lot in jeopardy and uh it's really cool you got to do everything looked like a great yep. trip and definitely fun with fun. some family uh yeah i don't know if i, I really want to travel with that many people again i give you credit for all that that's that's always a, a challenge for me and i know this was kind of an organized oh, trip definitely. so you definitely have to you know relinquish some of your control but i think it helped uh where you're on a motorcycle so even though you're traveling as a pack together you're still like in control of what you want to do so i think that definitely definitely helped where if it had been a bus tour and you're just with the same people and you're constantly you know communicating and telling stories it could just get a little overwhelming where there's a lot more of you stop and then there's just an immediate conversation about the hour of road you just you know were on and what what, what you saw and oh did you see this no i didn't see this did you see this and just just back and forth yeah, it sounds like you had a good guide too. There's, you know, molding between a whole bunch of different generations and people and languages yep. and cultures. So that, that makes a huge difference. And it sounds like he yeah, is. Yeah, shout out Darko. Sounds like he and was Dino. having a good time, and that just makes it easier for everyone else to have a good time. That he's 
It doesn't really feel like he was working. It feels like he was just hanging out with everybody leading the way. So that yep. sounds like fun. And uh, I don't know what other summer content we're going to be able to stir up after all this. Because this was like, cool, we have some Europe talk. And we, we have Wemby. And then they debuted all this midseason stuff. But I think what we're going to do again next week is we are going to recap an old sporting game. I haven't picked the game. I don't know. Unless you want to pick one right now. you got 30 seconds to do it. But we'll, we'll let no, everyone else know. Off the top of my head. It'll likely be a game from 10 years ago, and we will act like as if it happened the day before and live through the misery or live through the victory. I don't know what the game's going to be, but that's our plan for next week, and perhaps we'll do something else like that continuing through the summer months right now. Uh, but we'll continue with the beer mile updates, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what else. Anything else you want to add for the people out there? Uh, no more vacation for me for a while, so I'll, I'll be around. Yeah, so regularly scheduled on Mondays. We, we should be hopefully back. <laughs> All the way back. Yeah, go Celtics. Gotta keep Go it. Celtics. We'll be back. Column A, little column B.